At AEP, telling someone you like their good catch means something different than it does in sports. We use these to improve and reinforce our safety culture. And when I use the word culture, I'm talking about a shared thought and belief that drives a very distinct behavior. Good catches are a safety tool that help us share what we've learned while performing all different types of work. I see tremendous value in reporting. It don't matter how insignificant you may believe they are or how significant, because someone somewhere probably hadn't thought of that or it probably has not ran across that particular issue. On this episode of Connected, the AEP employee podcast, what makes a good catch great? We only see about half of the hazards that are actually present. But when we signal to somebody, this is what I want you to look for, that gives us those mental reps. It directs our attention to a particular hazard. Plus, I sit down with an expert to break down how three good catches can help people work safer. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bailey Coltice. Experience is a great teacher. It's just that there are some experiences we don't want to have firsthand, like cutting ourselves because we used a knife to open a box instead of a box cutter, or almost hitting someone when we back up because it's hard to tell the distance. Luckily, we can lessen our chances of having unwanted experiences by learning from others. That's the idea behind AEP's Good Catch program. Good catches are one of the main ways we can share what steps people are taking to prevent injuries, so we can learn how to prevent similar events without someone getting hurt. I wanted to talk more about this program and the impacts it's having here at AEP. So I called Jim Goodnight. Can you hear me, Bailey? Yes, I can. So you got everything set up? It's all working? Yes, ma'am. Got everything hooked up. It was, Jim is the regional director of safety and health for the state of Ohio. And we've worked together on a lot of communications for safety and health. Jim's one of my go-to experts. He's worked as a safety professional in distribution and generation. So he understands how our work is done in the field and how to apply safety concepts to that work. So I decided to call him up to talk about why it's important to submit good catches and the types of good catches that we want more of. The first question I want to start out with is, what are good catches? I guess I'll give you the purest definition first, and then I'll elaborate on a little bit my personal belief and opinion about it. But it's just recognition of a potential event or circumstances that has the potential to cause harm to someone, but does not because of a person or a team's actions. Or it could be an event does occur, but circumstances existed and no harm occurred to any one person or a team. Those are the simplest definitions. But for me, what is a good catch? Good catch is a gift. And that means that nobody was hurt. And these provide us with an awesome opportunity to learn and improve and share without harm. We use these to improve and reinforce our safety culture. And when I use the word culture, I'm talking about a shared thought and belief that drives a very distinct behavior. I try to review as many as I can, and, and there's there's nuggets within each and every one of these. But th- the biggest thing is just that sharing of information, and it may seem very insignificant to the person that puts it out there, but I know for a fact that these are shared across the corporation. And I always like to say that you're probably not even aware of people that you're touching within those areas. It could be in a, a job briefing, at a power plant, at a service center, out in the middle of the woods somewhere. These are being shared, and there's something that we can learn from every single one of these. 
what types of information are most helpful to be included in good catches? Can you describe that to me? Yeah, the information that I can describe to being a good catch is what happened or what did not happen. What did your team do about it or you do about it? But I'll tell you what's really incredibly helpful for these is a picture. Picture tells us a lot. So if you have that in combination with your written word, it's very powerful information to have uh, as we share these across the corporation. So can you talk a little bit more about how good catches can improve hazard recognition? Absolutely. So I do know this. As we continue to talk about things repeatedly over time, our ability to see those things increases. Many of us just went through or hopefully have went through some training associated with serious injuries and fatalities. And through a bunch of research that we've done with our peer companies, what we know now is the majority of us do not always see the hazards that are present in a work environment. But when we point them out specifically and signal to folks what to specifically look for, that our ability to see those increases over 30% on top of what we already got. We only see about half of the hazards that are actually present. But when we signal to somebody, this is what I want you to look for, that gives us those mental reps uh, that when you hear it over and over, it directs our attention to a particular hazard. And so that's essentially what you just said right there. That's how we learn is that you're getting those mental reps without anything bad happening. Yes. So you see something, you say something, but then most importantly, Bailey, is that you do something about it. So it's not just say, I see this issue and you move on about it. It's actually, it's taking action. And when you look at the landscape across the corporation, we're getting a lot of new folks in on the AEP team, and they may not have that experience and knowledge as some of our folks that have been around for many years. So it gives them that opportunity and those mental reps to hear that, listen to that conversation, and tuck that away and put it in our tool bag that when we encounter such situations, we know how to react. So if I am one of those new employees, or I'm an employee who's been here for a long time, I decide, hey, I've got a good catch, I wanna submit it. What do I do? First and foremost, you talk to your immediate supervisor. And if that leader has a question, they could reach out to uh, the local safety and health professionals. And that's actually a good part to transition to us kind of doing some color commentary on some of these good catches. So the first I want to talk about is an employee who pulled up to a pad mount transformer and saw something that a lot of AP employees see. It's someone near their truck, especially little kids. Yeah. So, Bailey, that one, it scares me because I have kids of my own. You know, what we had there was an employee that pulled up to take a look at a job. And what happened is someone pulled in front of them and they knew that they were going to have to back up a little bit in their vehicle in order to get out of that space. And it really just drives home why we do stuff. You know, we've had for a long time, and I'll call it a rule, about walking around the vehicle before leaving. So doing that good 360. So this employee, having built this rigor into them, they got out of their vehicle before they put that car in reverse. And what they come upon was a very small child on a bike that they did not see that was directly behind their vehicle. So they were able to get them 
safely out of the way, signal to the the parent what had occurred. And uh, but right there, you know, harm was avoided. But it really just drives home why we do what we do, and really reinforces that process that we have. It don't need to be a rule. It's just something that's on your heart and your mind and you put it into action and just like right there, potential for harm was avoided. And a a 360 is something that can easily be forgotten. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of us have many things going on in our lives. But what I like to say is before you get in that vehicle and when you're going on that drive, driving is your job. You have no other job. So it's having that ability to clear your mind and to prepare for that. And that begins with doing a sound walk around, around your vehicle, 360, circle for safety. And I also like to say it's not just a 360, but it's a 180. So it's looking on top of the vehicle, underneath the vehicle, making sure everything's clear, and then developing a plan on how you're going to exit out of that driveway, that parking space, or whatever it might be before you begin to drive your vehicle. The next good catch I want to talk about involves radios. This one was submitted by Wes Shippey. He's a troubleman and Swepco. I'm going to have Wes explain what happened. On a quick note, he's going to use the term NRO, which stands for non-reclose order. An NRO prevents lines from energizing more than once when there's a fault or an issue detected on that line. It's a way that we protect employees who might be working on or near that energized line. Now I'll turn it over to Wes. Uh, When we come into work that day, one of my coworkers had went to get an NRO at a substation for a contract crew that was doing a reconductor job which was normal. It was uh, something we'd been doing every morning for a couple months, you know. But they had had a storm the prior weekend or the prior night. They had done some abnormal switching, and they had the NRO was set up correctly to where they would be protected under the NRO. One of the other dispatchers, after he had gotten the NRO, uh, wanted to do the what we call go-back switching, is just putting it back normal from the you know past weekend or storm. And anyway, I heard it on the radio, and... You know, I just know in the circuit, I knew that that would violate that NRO that they had already issued. And they, the guy that was going to do the go-back switch, and he was on vacation. When all this kind of took place, he had just come back, so he was unaware of any of it. You know, he was just kind of doing what dispatch was asking him to do. So Wes heard this situation over the radio and called his DDC. Doing this, he reminded them that this type of switching couldn't be done, which was great because that other employee had been on vacation and didn't know what was happening. I pulled this good catch because I thought it would be a good one for us to talk about because of how people use radios and that's changing and it can make a big difference in what we do. Absolutely. It's a valuable tool for us on how we communicate and understanding the importance of following through with radio. We get into a lot of spaces where cell phone service is lacking. So we have to rely upon that radio to do that. But what also that does is not just between you and the person you're communicating with when you're using a radio that goes out across many radios. So people have the ability to hear that conversation and pick up on what might be occurring. What types of good catches don't we get a lot of? Oh, man. What types of good catches don't we get a lot of? I guess 
the quick one is strain and sprain type, but just more specifically, it would be those ones associated with lifting and uh, weight awareness that comes to mind. But then I'll tell you about ones that I believe that we take for granted. And here's an example. You know, right now we're at the very beginning of winter. So we've done a lot of communicating around the hazards associated with snow and ice. So we have this immense amount of energy right now. But as time wears on, our energy, our awareness, our tolerance for that specific hazard decreases. So Good Catch reporting is up overall. There's still more that we could do. We know that. There's still more. So what keeps people from submitting Good Catches? Bailey, our team has multiple priorities in any given day, and reporting these could be perceived as an administrative burden. It does take time, and then where people don't see the value of reporting a good catch, I've heard this many times that they just see this as part of doing their job, and they don't see that as the value. Or it could be this, they just don't want the recognition. I've had to have those types of discussions. So, you know, those are the things that come to my mind. You know, multiple priorities in the day, not seeing the value, just seeing it as doing their job, or the folks just don't want the recognition for reporting them. And I remember hearing once that there's some instances where people don't think it's something that's big enough to be a good catch. Yeah. I like to say this, Bailey, everything counts. Everything is significant. It could be the most minor thing in your eyes, but you share that. And when I say you share it, it's kind of like investing in your 401k. You know, you put a dollar in today. What does that look like in 10 years? So when you report these, you know, these go out through the corporation and we have access to all this information. And it's not just things that you could use here at work, but there's also things, many things that you can take home and share with those people that are close to you, your friends and your family. When it comes to getting people to change their mindsets around those things that you touched on around, you know, viewing it as an administrative burden or not wanting the attention, how do we change those behaviors? Bailey, these are things we just got to continue to keep talking about and keeping it positive with folks. And then the second one is, I would say making sure we, and this concludes me as leaders, recognize those folks when they do take the time to report those and you know, reaching out to them and thanking them for that. It could be the most, what you perceive as the most insignificant thing or where we just avoided harm. All of those things make a difference. And it's not, maybe not just with you, but like I said, this is exponential how these are shared. When you think about how big AEP is, it's not just our internal employees, but it's also our business partners. You know, we share these with all of them too. So, you know, it's a very large, powerful workforce and a very large uh, opportunity for all. It's an awesome opportunity, as I said earlier, gifts to learn and improve and share without anybody being injured. Now, Jim, let's talk about another good catch. This one was submitted by Aaron Campbell, and he's an electrician and tool room attendant at the Welsh plant. Well, we do an annual PM on kerosene heaters, and sometimes they got bad fuel in them, and we have to drain it. To drain it, you have to get it up in the air because the plug's on the bottom and drain the fuel into a bucket. Well, then you got to carry the bucket over to the all disposal. So to help with uh, doing that, I got a 
a gas can basically is a fuel can that's got a pump on it. You pump it up, pull a vacuum, and then you open a valve and it pulls the fuel out of the heater. And when it's full, you can close it off, carry it safely over to the oil disposal and dispose of it. You don't have to lift the heater in the air. Plus, sometimes when you take the plugs out, they strip or mess up. And then you got to fix them, which is a pretty big task. Plus, carrying it, you don't have to worry about spills on the ground and, and anything like that. Now, sometimes with good catches, it's a quick mitigation. It might be, oh, I see a hole in the ground that we're going to be working in this area. I'm going to put a cone on it. And that way, people will be able to see it. Other times, it can be a bigger mitigation that might take time, and that actually can create a permanent solution. And that's what I really liked about that good catch from Welsh and the kerosene heaters. Yeah, with that one there, when I read that, it's not only addressing one hazard, it's addressing multiple hazards. And also what I like about that is that was probably a long-standing procedure. And, you know, they realized that there's a problem. Employees felt empowered to take action, to mitigate or eliminate many, many issues. You know, I've seen slip-trip issues associated with that one. I've seen overexertions associated with that one. And then i also seen lifting and rigging and people being exposed to suspended loads, which could be high energy. You know, that one there just really stood out for me is that's probably been done hundreds of times. And, you know, realizing that there was an issue, you know, employees said, you know, we need a change. And so I want to hear in your words, what kinds of effects we've seen from implementing the Good Catch program, which I think has been in place for about six years. I've seen an advancement in our safety culture, you know, and I always like to define what that culture is. It's a shared thought and belief that drives a very distinct behavior. And when you share those thoughts and beliefs and how you prevent harm, it advances us and moves us forward. Some of the other effects is just, I've seen positive energy and emotion around this process. And, you know, that emotion shapes all of our actions and, and results we, that we create. It, it really created this invisible force to prevent harm by sharing. Again, I'd like to thank Jim Goodnight for talking with me for today's episode. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, if you want to submit a good catch, start by talking to your supervisor. If you need more help, contact your local safety and health professional. We want to hear from you about what types of safety stories you'd like to hear more of. Do you want to hear more stories where individuals share their experiences where they've been involved in a safety event? What about having an expert explain why work is done a certain way? Or maybe you want to hear something similar to what we just did with Jim. I talk with an expert and we break down why a safety program can help us improve. Send us your thoughts to podcast at aep.com. Thank you for listening and stay safe.